0: Yes. If you are listening to this, we did it. We made it to a new year 2021. We're in it. We are in it. We're moving forward. And granted, a lot of 2021 is going to be similar to 2020. In regards to right now, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. That is that is crazy. But. You know, I'm going to tell you some key items in the technological world that you can arm yourself with to create your 2021 Tech Toolkit. What software and hardware do you need in your arsenal to be successful? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener, My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? All right guys, so when you're building out your tech toolkit, we're going to start off with something that if you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, I really hope that you do have due to all of the security issues and hacks that we have seen, a password manager. Now, I'm not going to dive deep onto which type of password manager you should use, whether it's online or offline, just know that when you're dealing with the password manager, you're dealing with a database that has a master password. That database is going to be decrypted whenever you supply that master password, and at rest it will be encrypted and unable to be read. So of course. Here are some notable offerings. If you're looking for an online password manager that you can take anywhere with you, access it through the cloud. We're talking about LastPass, 1Password, Dashlane, and of course, of course, I cannot mention password managers without talking about the king of offline, and that is KeePass. Sometimes if you're in an enterprise environment where they don't want those passwords to databases and other sites to touch the Internet at all, KeyPass is certainly the way to go, because like I said, guys, we all get exposed. So therefore, when Sony or someone has a hack and then you see that username and password out there, don't get caught figuratively with your pants down and utilize The same password across multiple sites have crazy unique 12 to 15 character passwords for every site that you use. Going to number two, a VPN. And I've been I have been harping on VPNs for years. Go back and listen to some of the explainers. What exactly is a VPN, a virtual private network? So what is it going to do? It's going to anonymize and end-to-end encrypt your web traffic in a secure tunnel on the device, or you can actually map it to your entire network on the router level. Now, can that cause some issues? Yes, we're not getting into it on this particular episode. Now, like I said, you're going to get that privacy from your internet service provider. We know that the Xfinity's, the Spectrum's, the AT&T's of the world, they could care less about your privacy and they're going to look to sell all of your data. Additionally, they want to know what you're doing because they feel like they have a right, like they should know. No, I'm sorry Xfinity, you're a dumb pipe. You don't need to know exactly what I'm doing on the internet. Same way with people who build highways, these all of these engineers, they don't need to know where I'm going. They just need to ensure that I can get there. So of course, what is this VPN? What's this virtual private network? What is uh, this type of software going to provide? So of course, you can connect to many locations. So let's just say it's a TV show that's only available in the UK, Connect to a UK based site, run your software from there, and you'll be able to access all of that. Let's just say you're using your VPN. And let's just say you want to download a torrent. Now, here's the thing. Torrenting is not bad. And I make no judgments for how you Really get anything on the internet. I feel like there are preferred ways and there are other ways. So let's just say you want to download a torrent and let's just say you're doing something that's really not bad, but your ISP might say, Hey, we're gonna put we're gonna put some feelers out there. And if you download from us, then oh, we're gonna get you. But here's the thing: if you do it with the VPN, they're gonna see the VPN providers. they're they're going to see their network information. They're going to see their IP address. They're not going to see the IP address that's assigned to you by them. And of course, whenever you're choosing that VPN provider, you want to make sure that you're choosing one, like I said, with many locations, no logging. So they need to be zero knowledge. They don't need to log what you're doing because here we go once again. From a privacy standpoint, if someone comes and interrogates them, whether it's the government, whether it's a local police department, you don't want to leave yourself exposed. And last but not least, you want to have a, a VPN provider that has multiple payment options. Heck, some places even let you pay with cash. And that is one of the extreme ways to just to limit your reach limit. Your footprint on what you're doing with your VPN. Number three. Yep, let's talk about it. With the release of AirPods Max, I think that it is incredibly important to have a solid set of headphones. Now, I'm going to opt and say that you should have a wireless set for the simple fact of safety. Now, I know that gyms in some places are shut down. My gym is not. And here's the thing. I have seen many phones fall from pockets to floors that have been connected by wires in the past. Don't be that guy. Get yourself a nice solid pair. If you're on the Android side, you know they have the Bose wireless headphones. They have the Sonys with ANC, active noise cancellation. And of course, if you're on the Apple side, of course you can go with the standard AirPods, AirPods Pro, AirPods Max, heck Powerbeats Pro. Excellent wrap around the ear. They're not falling out and they work on iOS and Android. Next up, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to me and this allows you to quantify your health. A fitness tracker. Now, if you're on if you're in the Apple ecosystem and you have an iPhone, that fitness tracker needs to be an Apple Watch. Not only is it going to be a notification machine on your wrist, but secondly, it's going to allow you to quantify your life in a way that no other peripheral on the market allows you to do. At the end of the day, the Apple Watch is the best wearable Android or iOS that is made point blank period similar to how the ipad is the best tablet that you can get it is ubiquitous so what do i mean by quantifying your health it gives you numbers you can't know where you're at without defining it so how do i know If I don't get enough steps every day, if I don't track them, how do I know what my resting heart rate is? If I don't track it, the Apple Watch simply allows you to do that. So 2021, of course, you might not be able to get up and go to that gym, but you can certainly get your butt up, walk around your apartment complex, walk around your neighborhood, get out on a greenway and take a walk and make sure that you are remaining heart healthy. Next, man, this is something that hopefully you already have. A large external hard drive. So I'm not talking about something that's 150 gigabytes, a nice little thumb drive. No, I'm talking about a big boy that you can plug in maybe a two, three, five terabyte hard drive for backing up the essentials such as media, family photos, Heck, taking backups from your phone and putting those there. you Here's the thing. There are two specific reasons, and I'm going to dive a little bit into these. Number one, privacy and security. Here's the thing. Whenever you're uploading your photos to a cloud, whether it's iCloud, whether it's Amazon photos, whether it's Google photos, that is a potential risk for exposure. Hacks happen, leaks happen, and you are potentially allowing yourself to be exposed through these third parties. Because at the end of the day, if you're using X, Y, Z, quote unquote, cloud, you're using someone else's hardware. You're using someone else's machine, no matter how secure it may be. That's just the nature of the beast. So I say Have a place locally that you can store your own photos, your own documents. And hey, you can even go as far as I went and build your own cloud and expose it to the internet. And last but not least, guys, we're all watching things on our televisions nowadays. We're all playing things on our televisions from the latest movies like Wonder Woman 1984, to antebellum from earlier this year, we're watching all of the things, but you have to you have to have a medium to watch this by, right? You need a set top box of some type. Now, I prefer Roku. Why? Because you want a set top box, you want to buy your set top box from a company that really doesn't care about software you want one that plays nice with other software think about that think about that think of some of the wars that Amazon and Apple have had think of some of the wars that Amazon and Google have had remember you you can't always get a Chromecast on Amazon go go to Amazon and see if you can get it I remember in the past, you could not do this. Why? Because Amazon and Google were feuding. So of course, if I had to rank them, I would definitely put Roku as number one. How does Roku make their money? They make their money through selling ads. They have no allegiance to the HBOs, to Apple TVs, to YouTube TVs of the world. They do not care. They simply want all of those On their sticks so that you can see it and you can watch their stuff and get fed ads through their interface so of course you have Roku you have Fire TV you have Apple TV you have Chromecast with Google TV which is incredibly compelling now the issue with how Google sells its products is that you (laughs) there's this thing called killed by Google ever heard of it yeah um Google's how can i put this they they just tend to whack things every few years and it's become it's become somewhat of a meme in the tech industry now because a lot of times google simply can't be trusted because here's the thing chromecast with google tv google tv is not new i had the original set top box google tv that had youtube and i think it had netflix on it had a fully functional web browser it was slow it was a complete disaster then they moved to the chromecast which became an instant hit for 20 or 30 bucks you can throw things to your tv cast your entire screen absolutely phenomenal the issue that I always had with the Chromecast is that you did not get that kickback experience. You were always controlling things with your stupid phone. To me, it was not a good experience. Enter Chromecast with Google TV and they finally give you a dedicated remote. Now, if we're looking at the Apple TV, Apple TV is more expensive starting at $149 and then moving up to $179 for Apple TV with 4K. Now, of course, you get to be in the Apple ecosystem. This is one that will actually allow you to have access to your iCloud photos, Apple Music, things of that nature. So you get your pros and cons. So guys, this is your 2021 tech toolkit. A password manager, a VPN, a set of good headphones, a fitness tracker, a large external hard drive, and a set-top box. Guys, these are the things that you should have in your arsenal. Guys, of course, if there's anything else that you feel like should be in your arsenal, let's keep the conversation rolling. Tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. If you listen to these, you know that I reply and I love to talk tech. So guys, share this podcast with a friend. And until next time, I'll holler at you.